Haunted Travelers Podcast, your weekly dose of theme park news and entertainment. And now, here to talk all things coasters, theme parks, and even more, here are your hosts, Jack Lathrop and Chris Jones. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Twisted Travelers Podcast. As always, I am Chris, and I am joined by Jack and our guest, Mikhail. How y'all doing? Hello, doing hello. good. Doing well. Doing well. <laughs> I segued that horrible. Um, yeah, that was a great anyways, segue. Top tier start. <laughs> welcome, Chris. Top tier start. <laughs> so, welcome. Uh, as you can see, Mikhail is joining us this week. We've got news, ride of the week, listener questions, and then just, you know, rambling. Um, before we get into anything, though, Patreon shout outs. Shout out to Bryant, Graham, Grant, Jaden, Mark, Allison and Steven, Eric, and that guy named Mikhail. No idea <laughs> who that is. Thank How did you he guys get here? So <laughs> Sounds like a great guy. I know. What a unique uh, name. <laughs> I, yeah, and we somehow remember how to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you to all the patrons. Uh, the link is in the description. You can get a bunch of cool stuff based on your tier, all that. And yeah, yeah uh, also, also Discord, don't... link in the description. And, yeah, and don't forget to check out the social medias. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at twisted underscore travelers, Twitter at twisted traveler, but the R at the end is a one. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at thrilling moment and Chris at twisted travelers, Chris. Yes. And Mikhail will plug all of his stuff later in the episode, but now news let's get into it. So first thing it's not huge, but probably the biggest thing we had this week is that phantom's revenge is getting repainted and they're allowing you know, just general guests to vote on the color. We've got purple and basically like a revived version of what it is now, the tealish, greenish, blue, whatever it is. I know make you it and purple, uh, Harry make it purple, arguing make about it purple. <laughs> I like that purple a lot. I will say I, make it purple. I honestly voted for like the turquoise-ish thing. I want to see another purple roller coaster in the world. We'll see. I think it would work well with either. Um, but yeah, they're repainting okay. Phantom. The, the the top tier, though, would be painting like the spine purple and doing the rails, the teal green. That would be a top uh, tier. Ooh, I hadn't even... I was, I was thinking, um, did those two choices of colors mean that we might get like a purple track and teal supports or the other way around, like a teal track and purple support. I think they but... said they're going to do the black support still. Um, I would, I'm interested to see if they do new train colors because of this, if they switch them out or if they just keep the teal and purple, like they've uh, always had. I bet you they'll keep them. Maybe they'll just run. Yeah, maybe like they'll just be. switch over to running the teal one more often now, since it will stick with the stick out from the track. Because you know they only run one train on it most of the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, Phantoms Ops are good enough to get away with it. Steel curtains, on the other hand. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so Phantoms getting repainted. Um, we got something that I guess we can bring up and then move past real quick because yep, it's not gonna... a good thing. Uh, something happened on Honda Mind Drop. There was another. It was, there was an incident. Uh, it was confirmed that the uh, the little girl involved did pass away. So thoughts and prayers to her family and friends. What is with this year? Uh, yeah, can we I just don't get know. this? Can we get this, the rest of this year over with? That's... We, yeah, like 
So moving on from that, because that's depressing and I don't want to yeah. think about it anymore. Yeah. Poltergeist has reopened at Six Flags Fiesta, Texas. The theming looks so cool. It does. I the new paint yet, job looks really good. The paint yes. looks great. I keep telling, it's like, do I want to watch the Q walkthrough? Or do I just want to wait and see it myself when I end up back there? Um, I'll probably cave and watch the video at some point, but it looks awesome from just the pictures I've seen. Yeah, I've just seen the pictures too, and it looks really cool. The station being completely redone looks cool. The sign looks amazing. Uh, g- good job, Six Flags, actually. Good job, Jeffrey Seaverton. Yeah. Big fan of what they did with that. And speaking of Six Flags rides that reopened, Mindbender at Six Flags Over Georgia has soft opened and will be fully reopening soon with the new trains and everything. Except uh, for any day Chris is there. So yep, it'll be keep <laughs> listen to the show so you know when not to go if you want to ride it. <laughs> That's right. Um, Allison already said next time I'm Look there. Look out the whole week. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm just cursed, man. <laughs> it's been a minute since i've ridden it too so i really want to get back on it as well but it's definitely been a lot shorter of a time for me than it has for chris Mm -hmm. um hopefully it'll be open next time i go doubt it but we'll see we're gonna get on it and it's gonna break down on the lift hill or something and i'm just going to lose it i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) um but yeah hey uh, you could you could have my look you could turn up there it could be open for all of the first maybe hour and a half of the day and you want you might get on something else and when you get round to you know riding it it's it's already down and it's down for the rest of the day (laughs) that was american thunder at st louis it the rain started coming in the last 30 minutes of the day uh and it was the last ride i had to ride it was gonna (laughs) be my 150 and then it didn't reopen so I, was, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was planning for Goliath over Georgia to be my 200th and you know, top tier coaster. Reliability yes. had other plans. <laughs> oh, yep. so, it's all right. Ramp, Rampage Alabama Adventure ended up being my 200th. Yes. So that's it. good choice. Yeah. <laughs> well, what was okay. it even a choice we'll, at we'll, that we'll... point? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could have made. The, like... I could have made the wacky worm it. Okay, I gotta ask now. Though, <laughs> Rampage or um, what's it, what's the clone of it? Megaphobia? Y'all have over there, Megaphobia. So it, that that's crazy. I'm actually riding it for the first time next weekend. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna. I'm okay. So next weekend, I'm gonna so, be asking you because I want to know if the American version or the UK version. Absolutely, is better. absolutely. I think our version is <laughs> gonna be better, but you know, I I, I kind of have a thing we'll for see. Rampage. Oh, the Rampage is awesome. It's it's longer. It's way longer than I thought it would be as well. But anyway, I need to ride it. Um, but yeah, good for Six Flags opening stuff. More Six Flags. Tatsu has started testing. Uh, of course, it's a couple months after I go. Uh, but you know, <laughs> good. Glad it's reopening. I continue to be cursed. Um, but yeah, good for Magic Mountain. I love Tatsu so much. Tatsu's low key because I only got to ride X two uh, once. Tatsu's oh. low key still my favorite ride. There. <laughs> um, so Tatsu, I had much higher expectations <clears throat> for, and so I walked away being disappointed. And then I rode Manta with much lower expectations and loved it. So I really want to go back and redo Tatsu, but it's also going to be a struggle because I know I'm going to walk in that park and then I'm just going to go spend like four hours of marathoning X two because yep. It's X2, and I love that thing way too much. 
I enjoy the pain you get on that ride is like the best feeling in the world, and I love a it. Good pain. I it's I need I need to do that. I need to do that honestly because um I I can't re- after ten years I can't remember anything about um, X two apart from the Raven turn and the finale just feeling like it like that was the that was the first time a coaster had ever made me feel like it genuinely has the power to just do whatever it wants with me. Yeah, <laughs> if you are a rag doll when you go yep. through that final <laughs> ride, I need to ride it more too. I mean, I only got my one ride and. Uh, it's it's ranked pretty high. Like you'll more more teasers for the uh, the end of the year episode. <laughs> I, I've I talked about it before. That. I will talk about it again. That Ace ERT where I got to sit on it for an hour in the front <laughs> row is still one of the highlights of my life because just being violently flung out of my seat every couple minutes on that ride, and then just getting back to the station. You want to go it. again? Yeah, let's go again. Let's do this thing again. <laughs> to run it back. I miss it. Literally, we were all like the people in the station. It was, it was just we were all like, "Run it again! Just hit the button! We don't just, just keep it rolling! Just let us roll through." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, X two. Yeah, no, that's good about Tatsu though. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, Tatsu is far and away my favorite, my favorite flyer until I eventually ride Flying Dinosaur. But, um, but yeah, I can't wait for Flying Dino. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Four years. Ah, uh, anyway. So, news. That was pretty quick. Nothing much. Now it's Efficiency. time for Ride of the Week. That's right. Efficiency is key. Chris Paul. Um... <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> Point God. Uh, so, Ride of the Week. CCI Week is done. Our CCI Wheel is done. We are doing Intamin Accelerators now. So, I've done all four. Jack has done all four. And so has Mikhail. This works out perfectly. Um, so, we've got Storm Runner. At Hershey Park, Accelerator at Knott's Berry Farm, Top Throw Dragster at Cedar Point, and King to Caw at Six Flags Great Adventure. The wheel is ready and spinning. Dun, 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 dun. I like to imagine you did that all of last night while you were doing the draft. Not the whole time, but we got King to Caw this week. So King to Caw. Okay, who wants to start this off? I'll let you go. I'll let one of you guys go first. I can go first, I guess. So, King Daka. Um, I know one thing that some people, I know Brian and Jack disagree with me, is that this this isn't too far off a top throw dragster. Dragster is better because of the opener strains, but I did not think that King Daka was much rougher or anything. I think the launch is almost, you know, around the same area, just as good. The top hat's great. I did actually get some airtime on that big hill at the end because I was in the front row. The spiral down is fun. And I mean, there's not much more you can say since that's <laughs> the whole ride. But I think the setting is pretty cool with all of the the trees through the queue. I mean, I do think that Dragster's whole, you know, s- seating to the side is pretty neat. Uh, but I don't think that it's much worse than Dragster. I think I only have them like two spots apart in my rankings. Not a huge difference. I do like Dragster more, but this is still a really, really good ride. Yeah, okay, so here, I'm more, I, the difference between Dragster and um, King to Call for me is a lot higher in my rankings. I definitely have a massive bias towards Dragster. Um, I've been riding Dragster uh, since 2016. I've probably ridden it around 30 times. Good amount of those in the front row. Um, and it's just one of my favorite ride experiences ever. Yeah, it's short, but 
it's great. But when you look at Ka, it's a lot of the stuff I like about Dragster is lost. Okay, over-the-shoulder restraints are points off. The setting, while, yeah, it's got the bamboo and all that, the Dragster feeling of, like, racing down the midway like you get on dragster is kind of lost because you don't have the guests and you don't have like a seating area i don't like the color scheme as much um it is built right next to a parking lot um so i have like there's just (laughs) (laughs) there are certain things about ka that like turn me off and then i definitely like the chatter at the end of the launch is noticeable i've never ridden ka in the front row so i um but I've ridden both of them in their back rows and the chatter in the back is a lot more noticeable on Kaw. Um, but it is still a great ride. It is still an amazing experience to go that fast and then go that tall. And then also now that they're being able to duel Zumanjaro and King to Kaw, that is awesome. Yes. Um, yeah, for sure. So I do, but Kaw is a great ride. It is definitely a one trick pony but it is a great ride. Mm. That's that's funny you say about um not not having not ridden uh King the Car in the front row. My first ride was in the front row. <laughs> that's <laughs> so, the thing. Um, so I've ridden Dragster in the front row so much. I've never like prioritized getting a front row ride on King the Car. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um I I I do really like King the Car. Um like it's I, <laughs> I found myself find myself agreeing with pretty much every point you made about about, about King the Car versus Dragster. It is hard not to compare the two, and but like there is, a quite a quite a gap in between Dragster and Car for me. I do like Dragster a lot more, but um, but King the Car is, it's it's really 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 good like um i i rode king the car before riding dragster so um king the car was the first um 100 plus mile an hour launch that i'd ever experienced and that in itself was just an out of body experience kind of like um um that that was that was amazing um did any did either of you guys feel like so like King the Cars launch is pretty like quirky to me in the sense that it kind of like it felt like three accelerations one after the other like it would it there was the initial acceleration it kind of like coasted for like half a second and then it accelerated again and then did that again a third time before reaching the top hat I don't know yeah. if you guys felt anything like that but I was I was kind of just like wait what what the hell is this thing doing right now? It is. I know what you're talking about because it's the way Kaw launches versus the way Dragster launches is slightly different. Because um, Kaw, you take off and it feels like you get going really quick, but then, yeah, you feel like you coast there for a bit. And then you, I agree, like it feels like it switches into second gear and then you rev it up again and yeah. then you coast, let your revs die, and then you switch gears again and go on the third. Um, but the second and third gears were never as noticeable to me. And then, whereas you look at Dragster, just um, one smooth and one Dragster smooth is just pull, one pull the whole way down, which is, yeah. I actually prefer that because it just like keeps on coming the whole way. Yeah, whereas Cobble, yeah, it punches you, but it doesn't last like Dragsters does, which is still to this day why I've ridden Max Force and people love that launch, and I've ridden Accelerator, and that's a great launch too. Dragster still has the best launch of any roller coaster. <laughs> It just, it just keeps accelerating it just, it just doesn't, doesn't stop at all it's uh yeah 
I, I do I do I, I love accelerated coasters in general so this is gonna be this is this is fun to talk about it's gonna be fun to listen to you guys talk about the other three in the next episodes We're, yeah we talked but, about two of them really a lot and we'll talk about we'll talk about these two probably again when we do dragster mm-hmm. and then we'll get to accelerator and storm runner which are the other side of the coin and they're both special yeah I low-key kind of hoped that Stormrunner would come up because um, I spent a lot of, and I, I we'll, we'll get into this in in the interview as well. I, I I spent a lot of time working on Stormrunner and just having some of the it's just some some great time, some great memories on there working it. It's kind of my it's yeah. kind of my baby. At, um, mm-hmm. So I assume at, it's your at, favorite at accelerator. Not by ranking, but by sentimental value, yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, I like. We'll, we'll talk about it later, but Stormrunner is definitely, definitely my favorite of the four. Yeah, uh, by ranking, uh, but we'll talk about that later. But Ka, I agree with all the points that you two said as to why Dragster is better, but they just don't hold like a ton of weight to me, except for the restraints. And even then, I don't mind King to cause restraints. So the big difference is with the lap bar on the way down for dragster on that spiral, it just whips you to the side. That's the only huge difference between the two that like holds a good bit of weight for me, but still I really do like dragster and, and Ka. Uh, it's not a huge They're difference. Awesome. to me. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that was it for ride of the week. We'll get into either accelerator, top tail dragster or storm runner next week. And yeah, there we go. So now, Let's move on to listener questions. Question number one. Which coaster manufacturers made better coasters 10 years ago and which have improved the most over the past 10 years? And this is from Klaus. I've had to think on this one. I hate this question. Can yeah. We... Why do you always have to give us questions that require thinking? I, I, I appreciate so. the thinking questions. Yeah. I did see this one in the in the discord and thought oh wow that's yeah that's it's gonna, a tough that's, one that's gonna take some writing things down <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I did do ago. my rcdb research for this one a little bit um <laughs> like a pull rcdb up see because i feel like the only really good option you could say for one that made better coasters 10 years ago would be bnm and that's not to say bnm is bad it's just most people prefer the whippier old school style. But even then 10 years ago is still like around the time where they were starting to move to new school. So yeah, so 10 I mean, years like, ago, roughly to the day they announced wild Eagle to give you an idea of that. Like, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <sighs> it's I weird don't know. Because when you think it like 10 years ago, sounds like such, such a non as, as contradictory as this sounds. It's, it's like, it's almost like a non time related phrase because for me personally, like my brain just instantly goes back to like the nineties and early two thousands. Whenever I hear X, Y, Z years ago. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But mine does but the same. You... I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I definitely think if we, if you said like 20 years ago and we start getting into the nineties, the answer is definitely B and M because that was sure. the glory days. Kumba, Montu, Dragon Con, all those were just coming out and those were the hot items. Yeah. But just like 10 years ago, I don't know if there is one. Around, right around that, yeah, the start of the 2010s mm-hmm. era. Uh, 
And it's like you could say Intamin, but also that was like at the tail end of Intamin's like like first glory day. Like, because that you had that was Intimidator 305 would have been the last big ride they'd opened. Yeah. I mean, Intamin's still going like just as strong. But then you have then you have Skyrush two years after, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So it's like it's it's almost like I, I like to I like to think that Maverick in 2007 was like Intamin's kind of turning point from going mm. from the you know you know smashing the height record, smashing the speed records, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They start to they start to really get creative with the yeah. introduction of Maverick, and then from there forward, mm-hmm. you know, you start to see the evolution in the in you know their their design language with i305 and skyrush and stuff so that yeah. you could you could make a case for intimate i think maverick always felt ahead of its time when you consider that that opened in 2007 Absolutely. and it's on par with some of these rises have opened in the last couple of years it's like that was intimate's turning point i will say because i'm i'm looking at it because it's also what coaster manufacturers improved over the last 10 years i think there's a pretty good answer to this and it's called vacoma oh yeah mm-hmm. That's definitely one. I you could probably make a good argument for almost any manufacturer. RMC because they didn't exist um, ten years ago. <laughs> look, Mock Mock's been making Helix DC Rivals Ride to Happiness time traveler stuff recently. Ten years ago was what like Blue Fire ish, I think. Yeah, yeah. roughly. Which yeah. was definitely more mild than the stuff they're making nowadays. Um, you could probably make yeah, that was 2009. For anybody. To say who's I, yeah, I, th- I think I think a good case could be made for Mark as well. You know, uh, Blue Fire being that introduction to thrill coasters, effectively. Mm-hmm. I mean, before I mean before that, it was like wild wild mouses and bobsled coasters. Yeah, the fact like that the that ride only went. opened in two thousand nine, and they've seemingly perfected that model now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think I one that I'm kind of thinking for made better coasters ten years ago. Well, now I need to check my dates. Because, like you said, Mikhail, 10 years doesn't actually mean anything time-wise to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Could a case be made um, for GCI? That's literally what mm-hmm. I'm looking at. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, because, I mean, like, Jack will agree, Texas Stingray is a little bit more mild than, uh, like, Renegade, which was, well, that was 2007. Um, Prowler was 09, right? Gold Striker was 2013. Where was Prowler? Yes, Prowler was 09. So yeah, that's hey, what I was saying. Right. That was that was probably their peak, like Prowler, Renegade, Gold Striker, that like five the, six. The tail years. end of their peak was Mystic. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I that's almost a manufacturer that I think they've just found like here's what we do really good and we're not gonna improve upon it because mm-hmm. my favorite GCIs are it's Gold Striker, but then Thunderhead and Mystic are right there, and those all opened one of them was 2004, one of them was 2017, and one of them was 2013. So pretty good spread of years for when those rides opened. Mm-hmm. And they all feel almost identical in how they ride. Yeah. So There's maybe like the case with GCI could be made for, you know, a manufacturer that made coasters, well, that made better coasters 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I definitely think they're, I th- I they're think probably... I think that kind of fits the bill. <laughs> I yeah. think, we, I mean, we could just lump gravity group in with that too because the voyage opened in 2006 and they haven't done anything like that that since (laughs) uh yeah i mean there's a bunch of different things you can make an argument for with this question 
But I, th- I do think GCI is probably the best case for better 10 years ago. And then I'd yeah. say probably mock has improved a good amount. Yeah. Mock is for, especially for us and um, the States, that's who we've gotten to experience the most because none of these parks will buy a new gen Vacoma. <laughs> Please. <laughs> We're begging you. <laughs> Disney. That's about it. Um, but yeah, we okay. need some over here as well. <laughs> Hey, you've got like Lek and all that. You're, you're, you're. As far as Vacoma, Asia's like the most spoiled. But then, you, you guys compared yeah. to us have a we, good. We do have argue, We do have arguably the best one. So <laughs> I say we. I say we. It's nearby. <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. Can, you can get there a lot faster than we can. <laughs> I recent. I recently only just realized how cheap, how ridiculously cheap it is to get for me to get over there as well. So, yeah, that's due to I, happen. Mm-hmm yeah the we we have the europe trip idea and it's like the expensive part is getting from the states to europe once we get to europe we can do the whole thing dirt oh yeah it's just can (laughs) we get to europe yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) just pulling the money but anyways question number two i think it's time to move on this is from bryant what parks defunct roller coaster collection is the best so he mentioned like king's dominion has hypersonic and volcano um Mm. Islands would have dueling dragons. dragons. Dueling dragons, yeah. <sighs> Back to RCDB. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a question that like requires research. Yeah. <laughs> um, Big Bad Wolf and Drakenfire. I mean, obviously Kings Island has a good amount. I was gonna say Kings Island is gonna be one of the first I looked at because they've got Son of Beast, Cobra. Is that what it was called? Whatever the um what yeah oh the stand-up togo thing king cobra yeah so they have bat bavarian beetle demon firehawk king cobra scooby's ghoster coaster son of beast and vortex magic mountain i was just just wondering if john mike could be listening to this screaming vortex he already had the discord mentioning this question about king's (laughs) island i'm sure he is we i mean i just make fun of him for that ride and if you bring up that ride around him the track slice will show up i guarantee it (laughs) one of you should bring it up at stumble like chris you should just ask about him about it at stumble and see if he pulls it out of his suitcase because if he does he'll drive back to louisville to get it yes like forget velocicoaster night rides no he'll just drive the louisville to get the track slice and drive back um okay i think I think there could actually be a strong case made for Kings Island because they've got a pretty like good lineup that if you go back 20 years, that would have been a really good lineup for a mid-sized park. Um, yeah. Now, when we when we say defunct, do we mean just properly like the the rides that like the coasters are dead or can they just be removed? Well, moved to another park because Ooh, that's true i would <laughs> i don't know how much you guys will agree but um i i would make the case for flamingoland having two of the best schwarzkopf's once upon a time that's yeah that's true i feel like there's multiple parks that have had that like the the really good portable schwarzkopf's yeah that have gotten moved around what am i thinking of Magic Mountain has more re- removed coasters than I realized. Yeah, but none of them are really good. I mean, they had Colossus. They had. Can I do my Grand thing where I go grab the wheel off Colossus? Uh, <laughs> Great Adventure has had fifteen defunct coasters. So if you want to go just 
solely based on the oh. amount of credits you'd get. There's there a cred run. Okay, wait, actually, yeah, no, I think I have to go Great Adventure. They had Chiller. They had Great oh. American Scream Machine. Oh, yeah. They had dueling arrow launch loops, lightning loops. They had Rolling dueling, Thunder. Yeah, Rolling Thunder. They had a Togo thing, <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> they had Togo another Togo something. thing. They had yeah. an Intamin stand-up. <laughs> they had an Intamin bobsled. Okay, it's Great Adventure. I think yeah. it, I think yeah. They have more credit. defunct credits than they have credits. That yes, they do. They do. They have two more. <laughs> That's amazing. That is ridiculous. I claim that. Well, That's no. My <laughs> was Rolling Thunder Mobius or was it two tracks? Oh, I don't know. Probably two. It's two tracks, so it's actually sixteen credits. <laughs> no, you're forgetting Batman and Robin the Chiller. Seventeen. Seventeen credits. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think a great adventure has to. Just uh, Rolling just Thunder. Toro's closed right now. Do you count that? <laughs> <laughs> Automatic number one. Automatic just because of that. So wait, yeah, that's that's does, does Hershey Park deserve a mention because of Skyrush? <laughs> <laughs> also true. <laughs> and Cedar Point because of Dragster. <laughs> oh my gosh! And soon to be Wicked Twister. <laughs> that's true as well. I got you got four hours left as of when we're recording this. Folks. Have fun. <sighs> I claim great adventure. Have fun, y'all. Yeah, just I up, don't just think I can share volume. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can one up great adventure because, like, I thought about Rolling Thunder as like that's only one roller coaster, and then, and then you get on RCDD and you look at all of them. It's like wow. I mean, King's <laughs> Dominion had hypersonic. They had a shuttle loop. They had their own Togo stand up, and they yeah. had volcano. And Hurler, which Hurler, whatever, but that's not bad if, either. But if Hurler it or wins anything to go by, <laughs> from what I've been told from people that grew up riding Hurler, Carowinds is like glass smooth compared to what King's Dominions was. Oh my god! So, I mean, Carowinds' Hurler is just boring; it doesn't do anything. But oh, yeah, it's at, awful. at least it's at least it's there's like one rough patch on Carowinds' Hurler, and that's it. It's Other the thing that, that makes that ride uncomfortable is the banking is not steep enough, and so wh- whoever you're riding next to, you better be comfortable with. <laughs> um. Well, great adventure. I think that's the answer. Yeah, that's got to be the answer. So, two more questions. This is from Grant. What's the fifth best ride at Carowinds? And he says that because they're top heavy. Uh, obviously, they're four best. Everybody knows Copperhead, Afterburn, yeah. Intimidator, and Fury. But what is the fifth best after the drop off? I'd be inclined to say Carolina Cyclone, personally. Congratulations, no, you were... That's the answer. <laughs> You're definitely right. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> this is what I was saying, Grant, you know this. That's like the guilty pleasure ride. It never has a line, and yeah. it's not bad. It's fun. It's Didn't the, we ride it I, twice? I enjoy, I enjoy it. Yes. I know. Like People need to stop hating on Carolina Cyclone. It's pretty it's good. It's so <laughs> much fun. And the Vortex trains didn't ruin it, so I'm happy. That's true. But yeah. That's an easy question. Um, so we'll just go to the last one. Why aren't there more Intamin Blitz coasters? This is from Perry. Well, Perry, I mean, Coaster, and then Pantheon, and then the one at Park Asterix. I think you're getting your wish. <laughs> yeah, I kind yeah. of think. That, I kind of think that. Sorry to cut you off. Um, I, I kind of think that um, Intamin has spent so much time over the past, uh, over the past 
you know, 10 plus years, just refining that product, refining the product of the Blitz coaster. You see how many track track design changes and train design changes it's gone through. Um, I, I kind of think they're at a spot where they've managed to find the best is like the most cost efficient and just best product or best design that they can get and they're proving to be reliable they're proving to be much more reliable now so mm-hmm. who knows we might even see we might even see some more um after these ones on the horizon i i, I certainly so. wouldn't complain <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because you saw maverick was the first one in 2007 and then cheetah hunt and then it felt like there was a gap and yeah. what do we where do we go from here and then Terran. i feel yeah Terran rolled out and they put the new trains on that and then they switched the track up to be the um different style and it's kind of a it's evolved from being this when maverick opened it was a problematic roller coaster i mean the heartline roll alone is enough to say yeah they were going for they were just going for it with that ride and then you look now at velocicoaster which is it feels like the perfect spiritual successor to maverick just in how Mm -hmm. they design the ride and then can't wait on top of that the whole reliability factor I think what the only big issue we've heard out of Velocicoaster is like wheels overheating, which mm. when you're pumping that train so much, yeah. I was gonna say when you're pumping the train out of the station every thirty seconds for twelve hours a day in Florida heat, yeah. in Florida heat, yeah, <laughs> on a black tracked roller coaster, like track, let's paint the yeah. tra- let's paint the track <laughs> like like color that gets the hottest. <laughs> what could go it. wrong? I mean that that's the quicker than she realizes. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. There was that gap just because Intamin wasn't being reliable, but now that it seems like they fixed it. I'd love to see Cedar Fair and maybe even Six Flags come back and work with them and build more blisses, but we'll see if how long that takes if it ever happens at all. I mean, the Taurus roll in spot of Wicked Twister. I mean. (laughs) Put it out over the lake, like literally just the roll. <laughs> like no, no, no rest Honestly, of the coaster. I'm fine with that. <laughs> okay, but here's what we need: like instead of like a Schwarzkopf shuttle loop, it needs to be like launch into the roll, up a spike, and then backwards through the roll oh, back yo, to the station. Be, perfect, perfect, like shuttle ride right there. If it was literally cl- like just a clone of the Mosasaurus roll, going through that backwards doesn't sound the most comfortable right which is why it <laughs> sounds amazing no i think i'll pass on that idea um but something intimate there would be cool i doubt it but that'd be cool um but yeah what if they tear out wicked twister and just build like a new gin intimate impulse coaster they did that in, or they put uh one of those in china yeah yeah, I, I hope that. that's not what they do. But I'd yeah. laugh. I'd laugh <laughs> that, so hard that would if they be, just replaced. That would be really funny, to be fair. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows what's going to end up there? But yeah, Still rip campaigning Wicked Twister. For... I kept thinking, what if it ends up just being like a Premier Skyrocket 2? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, like something no. ridiculous like that. that would they be just relocate Goliath from Six Flags to England. <laughs> just give him a put... giant inverted boomerang. Oh my lord. <laughs> Just imagine the wait for a skyrocket to its point. <laughs> oh like you got a four hour line for Steel Vengeance in the back, there's a twelve hour line for the skyrocket <laughs> two up front. 
don't give them ideas, please. I can you imagine the fast? Can you imagine the fast lane line for that? For that right? Here's an It'd idea. Probably be spilling out onto the main midway. You get the <laughs> mock power splash like Pulsar at uh, which one? Wallaby Belgium, and just put it on Lake Erie, extend it out a little bit, and actually <laughs> uses lake water. I know mock does a, a special, but water's not included, so they just put it in the lake. There you go. That would be a bad line. But anyways, I think you're getting your wish, Perry. Uh, they, they seem to be coming back pretty strong. So, listener questions. Thank you guys for the questions. Join the Discord. That's where we get them every week. Mikhail's in there. You can talk to him. And uh, let's actually get into the interview. So, Mikhail, <laughs> properly introduce yourself to the people, sir. How you doing? Hello, hello. So, um, as... As Chris said, uh, my name is my name is Mikhail. Um, I am a British coaster enthusiast. Um, just um, trying to find a trying to really just find a career in the theme park industry. To be honest with you, um, I I love I love creating. I, I love um, drawing. So I'm I'm looking to um, you know get my foot in the door in the ways of like concept art and conceptual um art design drawings and, and things of that nature and off the back of that um i suppose um i, I was going to plug this at the end of the at the end of the episode but um visions by mikhail my instagram um it, it just was sort of the beginning of a creative space that i wanted to create where i could just you know, just i suppose put drawings and photography as well on display um i kind of just realized that if I'm going to, if I'm going to um, pursue something like this, I need to be visible, and my work needs to be visible, as visible as I can make it. So um, I thought, while I'm doing enough work to build up a portfolio, um, that would be a good way to just get my get my work out there and stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, aside from aside from that, I'm literally just an an in just a theme park enthusiast to be honest um and just a guy who loves who has always loved theme parks and roller coasters since i was about around three years old honestly um and i guess how this fortunate opportunity came came about is just um i have had the opportunity to work at a few a few um, a couple of parks in the united states while i was at university and um off the off the back of that i've just gradually just made more and more friends more and more enthusiast friends over 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 in the states and um yeah it's been as awesome as i as i thought it would be to eventually get to know you guys and like the likes of the drunk riders and other mm -hmm. other um, are those fools <laughs> yeah those idiots over there <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we love other, you guys yeah <laughs> Yeah, those guys are those guys are awesome. Always have a good time chatting with them. Um, November is going to be a fun time. Hopefully, hopefully. But yeah, man, that's just that's just me. Um, just trying to just trying to um, make a way in what I love the most and what makes me the most happiest. Got you, got you. Um, so yeah, well, we'll ask a pretty basic question to get us started. What actually got you into coasters and theme parks? So um. It's funny. So I I live I have lived for the majority of my life about an hour away from um, Flamingo Land in north in the north of England, and um, 
I used to go there all the time with my family. Um, just instantly fell in fell in love with how roller coasters looked. Obviously, like when I when I went there, I the majority of the time I wasn't tall enough or brave enough, honestly, <laughs> to to go on any of the go on any of the coasters that go on any of the bigger coasters there. But I would just spend hours just fascinated at at how they looked all the you know obviously the acrobatic elements that they did all up in the air and everything and um and from there it was just like the like the fascination just grew it just grew and grew and grew and eventually i was able to get to the likes of alton towers uh blackpool pleasure beach eventually thought park down south and stuff context i live in the north of england so <laughs> um but um um yeah, like I, I just, um, I, 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 I loved watching them. I would look for documentaries um, on, like, the Discovery Channel, um, watch those incessantly over and over and over again, um, finding out about coasters in the U.S. and everything. Um, while I was able to finally, you know, build up the courage to go on our major coasters over here as well, the likes of Nemesis and the and the the big one, uh, at, um, Blackpool Pleasure Beach, the two Schwarzkopf's at Flamingoland, Bullet and Magnum Force. Um, eventually, I got over to the states when I was eleven. The the one coaster, um, probably above all that I that I just wanted to get that I wanted to try out um, more than any was the Hulk and I know I know how much Jack loves the Hulk as well <laughs> and um yeah that was it was kind of like the like the fascination was there but the obsession wasn't really solidified until I rode that ride and mm -hmm. that was really the one that that made me think like yeah I want theme parks and roller coasters to be in my life for the rest of my life and gotcha. since and since then um like it, it just it just took off i i knew i knew i wanted to um have a career in the theme park industry it's just been a very long and convoluted journey as to which you know avenue of the industry that i'll that i'll eventually get into but um i'm hoping this one sticks <laughs> yeah but yeah yeah that's about it really yeah I, you, you bring up Hulk, and that's one of those. I rode that really early on. It was maybe credit number fifty or something for me. And just looking back on it now, it's like that ride has stood the test of time for me. Just how amazing that roller coaster is. Yeah. Like, it's like every time, because um, I obviously got to, got to ride the the OG Hulk before before the refurb. I loved it then, and then going getting to go back in 2017 to see you know the enhanced version of it i just fell in love with it all over again like it, it, it just how much how much fresher it looks how much more modern mm -hmm. it looks um yeah. new hawk is yeah. pretty cool new hawk is it. much better than old hawk in my opinion yeah <laughs> yeah i never got to do the old hulk but my first experience with hulk was in 2017 and i remember i waited like an hour me and my dad got front row and i was just like we hit that launch it's just yep this is awesome this just, is awesome it's just it's just so it's just done so well like it's such a it, it it's such like an atmospheric experience it's obviously not just a launch you've got all the effects in the launch tunnel and the audio which adds which adds so much to it and, and i mean if there's any if there's any park chain that knows how to do 
you know, you know how to how to turn a launch <clears throat> into a into a whole you know atmospheric cinematic experience is obviously universal so yeah and also they just love putting launched coasters in that park they do just love launch coasters <laughs> i'm not I'm mad grateful at it. for that i'm very I'm not... happy that they love launch coasters. it <laughs> works out well for me literally like they've got four of the best launched roller coasters in the world all within like however much the square between uh, mommy <laughs> and Velocicoaster and Hagrid's and Hulk is. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't wait to get back there. Whether whether it's for Velocistumble or for um, you know, sometime next year or beyond. Just yeah. the next time I'm back there, well, yeah, I'll, I'll be I'll be emotional for sure. <laughs> I love Universal so much. I'm emotional every time I go to that park. <laughs> I don't. It doesn't you. matter. I just kind of show up when I feel like it. Um, <laughs> oh, rub it in. <laughs> But okay, must, so must be nice. <laughs> earlier uh, you mentioned your experience actually working at parks. So where have you worked, and what has been your experience with them? What do you think was your favorite to work at, and what did you actually do while working at the parks? Yeah, so um, I have worked at Hershey Park and Busch Gardens Williamsburg for two summers each. Um, while I was at university, I um, I just I. I took on the opportunity to go out to the states and just work at parks over there um during during the summers in between my school years and um i initially it's a funny story and i initially wanted to do the disney college program but uh, but um unfortunately i wasn't able to wasn't able to do that so once i found out that i wouldn't be able to do the college program i was like well okay i want to i still want to try and go out to the states and work at work at a park somewhere so um is it it's a bit of a convoluted process that i won't i won't bore you guys with but um i had realized that the opportunity to work at hershey park was there this was in 2015. so um i went i went through the process of of um you know having the interview with them and getting all my work visa stuff sorted out and was able to work there in 20 in the summers of 2015 and 2016. and then um the same pro- the same process the uh the, the couple of years after that took me to Bush Gardens Williamsburg so in 2017 I worked at Bush Gardens Williamsburg as a as a ride op and I worked I worked as a ride op and then eventually a a team a, a ride lead a team lead at Hershey Park nice. as well um but yeah in in 2017 worked as a ride op at Bush um and in 2018 I managed to get onto the um onto Bush's Park Operations Business Internship, which um which was an awesome experience. That's that's definitely my favorite um that's definitely my favorite experience that I've had working working at those two parks because just because of how much I was able to learn about the industry, the uh the people I was able to meet. I um there's a few there's a few people from that internship that I'm still super, super close with today. Mm-hmm. Um have great friendships with those guys. Um and yeah, like um from there um i was able to just decide um at the end of that internship is is at the end of the summer of well at the end of halloween in 2018 um is when i is when i stopped working there and that's when i that's when i decided that i wanted to um go into you know pursuing a career in uh, in you know creative design and con- and like the concept art side of things 
um after i had um i had a, a few great conversations with people who who work and as a part of the design and engineering team at bush at bush and um yeah i i just i i knew i knew it was the right thing for me to do because like as much as i loved working in um you know sort of like the management ladder of things and like the operations management of and that area i i just i just knew i wanted something more creative like um where i that like like i said before i just love i love creating things within yeah. this space so um but i i i'm so i'm so like forever thankful for the experience i've had uh working working at those yeah. working at those parts yeah um now actually sticking with the you know creation you obviously have visions by mikhail what do you think is your favorite art piece or design you've actually made theme park related so far um it's hard to there's two that i've that i've done in in recent in recent times that i that really hold a lot of weight for me um so i i started a little um sort of series of coaster silhouette drawings um that that just basically consisted of a colored pencil and watercolor pencil um application as mediums and um i did one of um apollo's chariot and tempesto sort of like a sunset piece of apollo's chariot and tempesto um with like a blue and gray uh a blue and green sorry a sunset with um you know apollo and tempesto sort mm. of like the track silhouetted on that sunset um that was that was for a really close friend of mine's that that was that was a gift for her birth for her birthday and um i eventually got <clears throat> eventually got to give that to her not long not long ago and um yeah so that that one means a whole lot to me and then um after that one a, a little bit more recently i actually did one i actually did one for velocicoaster um it was sort of a it it, it wasn't so much like a, a skyline piece or anything like that. i do have a few skyline pieces as well um it was more just like an angle of the top hat and then like the entry into the zero g store and um how i did it is i put like a sort of red background on it to sort of represent mm -hmm. the like the, all the lights turning red in the second launch um and velocicoaster is the is is the is the is the coaster that i'm most excited to to ride is the most it's the one i'm most anticipating i'm anticipating the most um and i really just wanted to do a do a piece to sort of represent that and i i i, I love how that piece came out it was it's it, like i had i had not sound a cliche a vision for it <laughs> and and, There's nothing um, wrong with that. I named my thing "thrilling moments," so I can be. It's thrilling and it's moments. Ah, thrilling moments. Cliche, right? <laughs> right. I love that. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, um, just like the the piece came out pretty much exactly the way I wanted it, and I think I, it, it it might it might be the only time. It might be one of the one well one of the few times where like I had a thought for a piece and I was able to 
you know make it as accurate to the 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 vision i had in my head for it i wish i could do that in planet coaster <laughs> so, i bro so do i <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> i think we all do i right. resonate with that though so much doing like graphic design work it's like oh i've got this killer idea in my head and then you look at what you've got in illustrator and it's like how did i go from that amazing thing to that like just heap of vectors on my computer <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i eventually i i eventually want to get into doing like uh graphic design work and um you know just digital art in like photoshop and stuff but um yeah just trying to get as trying to get as good and as skilled as i can with just hand drawings at the moment and then hopefully i can apply those skills to some digital art yeah well, I'll tell you this, if you can draw, you can design anything. I cannot draw at all. And so that is my biggest challenge that I have to like, it's usually chicken scratch, just notebook ideas that I have to try to turn into some design. And so being able to draw is, yeah, it's, it's definitely helpful. But I got to say, I think sure. my favorite of those you've done is the Thorpe Park skyline. Right, right. Yeah, that one, that one's, that one was really cool to do. Um, I, I kind of I kind of knew it'd get a lot of traction, obviously, with the UK enthusiasts over here. Um, but I, I I had seen that like sort of um, view of this of the skyline in countless amount of photos, and it was one of the first it, it was one of the first ideas I had. Like I wrote down a list of ideas to do to do um, you know the skyline silhouette series is with, and that thought park skyline was like maybe the second or third um idea idea i had there that was that was really that was really good to do and kind of kind of just like the velocicoaster one like i had i had the idea of the colors i wanted to use for it straight away i knew it i knew it worked really well with the kind of vibe that thought park has and everything so yeah that was that, yeah. that one was a really enjoyable one too yeah i i think the velocicoaster one has to be my favorite that you've done uh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm not like artistic or anything, but it just looks sick. I, I, I remember when that came out, I was like, hey, that's actually pretty <laughs> nice. Um, but I just, remember I just, when it came up. How... Oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. Good, I just remember it came because uh, um, Block, Block Breaks did hers and then you did yours and we just getting all and then you know, and Gabby did her poster around then too. And so we're just getting all of this Velocicoaster content. <laughs> largely why I time. said, screw yeah. it. I'm driving to Florida to ride this. <laughs> I have to shout out Block Breaks as well. Um, she was like her her uh, drawing was a massive inspiration for me as well. Like I had to keep my mouth incredible. shut on that thing for so long it killed me. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. How how did that how did that feel seeing how seeing seeing how that drawing came out? Oh, her, I was knowing she would send me updates and I would be like freaking out. I was like, oh my gosh, I took this picture and now it looks even better as a drawing. <laughs> um I she and I have been going back and forth. We're going if we just neither have had that much time. I'm going to get a ver I'm gonna get a print of it of the drawing and a print of the original picture and have them framed next to each other. Yeah. Um at some point. That's in the plan. And then I'm also going to send her a copy of the print too. So she has a copy of the original photo. Um, but yeah, it was just, it's so weird to watch like this, like 
very it's a realistic image and then it gets like done in pencil and it's like you're capturing all of these details and it makes me appreciate like again no artistic ability with a pencil or crayons or anything i can't even paint that well and so it's just to see it happen (laughs) it's like what is going on with try. this? I just, I just, I just have to, I just have to say, and we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll get back, we'll get back to the um, Lost Coast drawings as well. I, I honestly believe, I am of the belief that anyone can, can start drawing because it's like, it's really, it's not really, it's not about the finished product, in my opinion. It's the start, and again, this may sound cliched, but like, it, it's really about starting and then just you know, making the mistakes as you go along and learning and learning how to make, how to make the mistakes with all these, with all these, um, these pieces that I've done, none of them were done perfectly on the first try. Like it always took me some like numerous, numerous rounds of practice of how I wanted the colors to look at first. And then even when it came to doing the final piece, I would, um, if, if, if I were to do something that that wasn't quite how I wanted it, it was always just about seeing how I can, you know, sort of sort of modify it in a way, sort of mask it and make it and make it work. And mm. the finished product just becomes sort of like the end of the, you know, the end of the journey you took throughout it and how mm. you the different directions you took it. It's it's a it's a really cool process once you sort of take your focus away from the finished image and focus on everything else and you get and you get better with you get better and better at it with time i i I believe that to be true because i mean that's basically how i've gotten to where i am at the moment i really i really think i i could get like I, i want to get much better than i am at the moment but to where i've gotten right now i think that's that's how it's, sure. that's how it's been done but um yeah with the um with the velocicoaster uh drawings that one's just that one's just so incredible because um you know she put the um she she took the actual image and obviously added her own like creative spin on it adding the volcano in there and the wraps is all on the track and stuff and that's that's also like something that i really love about just just drawing in general especially with colored pencil drawing because you can you can do things like you can do things like that while still adding such a finite like amount of detail like Mm -hmm. really really fine details in there and um yeah like i i I love i love that i loved that piece so much and being as hyped for velocicoaster as i am just seeing seeing it seeing the finished product was was just like it it blew it blew my mind honestly oh yeah i remember so i got like the early okay here's the track and here's this and then i didn't get one for a while and then the next time i get an update on it there's a volcano and i was just like (laughs) what yeah unbelievable unbelievable she is she is she is just incredible in general incredible incredible person as well I've got an it's amazing like, picture of her on El Toro of just like everyone. It's like everyone else is just at normal level. And then she's just like rising above everyone coming out, <laughs> like just going over one of these hills. It's one of my favorite pictures. I think I saw, I think I saw that on Twitter as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of just like, she just looked at every, she just looked at everyone else in the train and said, yo, watch this. 
And then, and then later on, she's I'm, just halfway in the sky. Off of it. Yep, she's just halfway up there. I'm like, this. She's <laughs> just going lucky. for it. I was when I was looking. I don't even think I found that picture on my first pass. I go back through my pictures a couple months after to make sure I didn't miss anything. And I'm going back through. I'm like, wait, wait. I know that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. That's the best. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we've talked about Visions by Mikhail. You also have recently started up your own show, The Chain Dogs. So what has your experience been with that? Why did you actually go into starting this? Well, yes, you know, how's have. that been going? Uh, it's, it's been a long time coming. It's been the best. It's been the best thing. Um, we, um, so if I, take it, if I take it back to the Coaster Gen show, which was, I guess, the predecessor to The Chain Dogs podcast, um, my friend Luke, um, who runs a YouTube channel called Coaster Gen, um, he and another friend, another friend of ours called Joe, who is one of the hosts on Chain Dogs as well, they brought me on to to um, do an episode just talking about my experiences as as a ride operator over at Hershey and Bush as well, and um, we like I I wasn't so keen on the idea of um jumping on at first but i thought you know what i might as well i might as well give it a go i, lo- I love talking i love talking about my experiences and talking about coasters in general so i was like what i was like why not ended up having a great time doing it and um eventually just became a regular on what was the coaster gen show at the time it was it was run on luke's uh coaster gen youtube channel and um yeah, I I really just became acclimated to just having having fun on a podcast, um, just talking about talking about roller coasters, and over time it w- it, it it became apparent that um, there was a lot of burden on Luke's shoulders to sort of you know pr- produce the show, moderate the show, just basically have control over everything to do with the show, and we all came to an agreement that so that so there's myself there's luke who runs the who runs the channel there's joe um who has his own sort of platform on facebook called theme park insanity um sean from parksville who you might have heard of he makes otherworldly cinematics um his vlogs are awesome as well um another another one of us called aaron as well who has who runs um a youtube channel um called ghostly called ghostly stories um ghostly horror stories um which is which is his his vid his videos are fun his videos are super fun as well and mm. then um the last one of us is james who um helps a lot who helps a lot with the moderation of the show as well and um we all came to an agreement that it's not it's not really fair on luke to have to do everything so we thought we we want a, we want a platform where we can all contribute to it equal like somewhat equally and um it can all be ours so like when one person can't make it that like the show doesn't have to you know take a break or anything like, yeah and any of us any of us can you know moderate the show we can host um host the show set up set up the topics that we want to talk about and we just wanted to we just wanted to give it its own identity really and you know, it, it, it took some time to really develop everything that we wanted to put into it, but um, we, we got it going. It's had such a great 
reception so far. Um, we've only been we've only been going a month at the at the moment. Um, but we, so me, um, Luke, Sean, and Aaron were all at um, a an enthusiast event over at Blackpool Pleasure Beach this past weekend. Um, it looks like y'all had a blast. Oh, mate, we had we had the best time. It was it was incredible. It was such a good time. I'm still sad now <laughs> that, that that the weekend's <laughs> over, but um, yeah, we we had a bunch of people come up to come up to us and say, "Hey, we we um we're big fans of the Chain Dogs podcast. Um, we we love listening to you guys." And and it was just, first of all, it was super weird. I'm not I'm not used I'm not used to that at all. <laughs> having having people um come up and, and you know spark up a conversation about the podcast and stuff. But um, it was just it was just so much fun. I was so grateful to be able to, you know, chat with them about the podcast and ask them ask them what they like the most about it, and um, yeah, you know, just find out more about them and just have a general conversation with them. I As think well- Chris and I can both agree that was the weirdest thing for us this summer was when we got recognized. Yeah, um. <laughs> it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, like that that first time. <laughs> yes. It- Especially when you're being evac'd off of B and M flyers. <laughs> uh, I know he got he got evac'd off a flyer and it happened. I was just in <laughs> Dominator's station at King's Dominion, and this husband and wife come up to me like, "Wait, you're one of the hosts of the Choice of Travelers podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah, is that a bad <laughs> thing?" <laughs> it's uh, so funny you just don't know how to react. You're just like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I am. That is me. me. That is me." <laughs> It's like yeah. it's only slightly creepy because my face is not associated with it. So you just have to know my voice that well. I know the dude was like, "You look familiar," and I'm like, "Ah, uh, how?" Because <laughs> we don't show our our face ever. The only like, time I think you would ever see my face is if show art. you were recording show art, my Instagram profile picture, or Discord. That's like it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever shown it any other time. See, at least with us, that like we we host our episodes live on YouTube, and like mm-hmm. it's, it's a live stream on YouTube, so like the people tuning in get to see our face. And obviously, obviously, we're on streaming sites as well. We're on Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, and right. on all and all of those, all all the rest of them as well. But um, like the main the main the main show is on is on YouTube, so people know our faces. Yeah. But like. For you guys, you got you, you. You obviously um you stick to the you stick to the streaming services, don't you? So for people to come up to you and actually recognize you, I know. In, in it stuff. was one thing when we were like Hollywood Nights and Keys to the Kingdom, and yeah. it's all enthusiasts there. It's like okay, that's one thing. But to just have it happen randomly at a park, yeah. The first time <laughs> I think I texted Chris, I was like, "So you're never gonna believe what just happened." <laughs> okay. So like, when was um. When when did it happen for you, Jack? Did, did did it happen for both of you around about the same time? Or yeah. it was the first time the podcast happened was within about a week of each other because I was at King's Dominion and he was not far behind me on his trip, uh, Great Adventure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. okay. I was getting and, evac'd off of Superman, and one guy was like, "You look familiar," and he was like, "Oh yeah, I know you on Instagram." I was like, "Oh." I have like a hundred <laughs> followers. <but okay. laughs> yeah, it, 
like the podcast thing i think really took me by surprise because i there's still this part of my head that doesn't believe that this podcast actually like happens it's just like a fantasy that we do just for fun and no one ever listens that's Mm. there's still a part of my brain that thinks that so when someone acknowledges the podcast exists it's like wait oh we actually oh that is a real thing we do it's not (laughs) just like chris and i sitting around for an hour and a week talking into the vacuum of space um (laughs) But, like, I remember the first time it happened, even with just photography, someone was like, wait, you're that thrilling moments guy. And I can tell you the first time it happened and who it was. His name is Marcus Johnson. And he hosts the Drunk Riders <laughs> podcast. Was, of course it was. Of course That was the first was. time, like, someone decent, like, in the community was like, wait. And then they, they go on the show and they're like, yeah, he's really young. Like, he's a lot <laughs> younger than we expected him to be. And then they forgot how young I was and had me on the podcast. So were they expecting? Was he expecting you to be around like his age? <laughs> they were expecting someone closer to their age. Um, right. Yeah, and then they had me on the podcast, and they're like, "Where are you drinking?" I was like, "Cheer wine." They're like, "Oh yeah, you're only 18, aren't you?" <laughs> that is that is funny though. With um, some of the photographers on, the, you know, on Instagram and stuff, and like, I'll be I'll be seeing like the quality of the photos that they're able to you know take and edit and post on instagram and stuff and then uh, whether whether i like see see them on their stories or someone else's story and wait uh, and i'm like wait you're that guy (laughs) that guy who i was Mm -hmm. looking at looking at all of their photos thinking jesus christ like how long has he been taking photos for and then i'd I'd see that it's just some 17 17 or 18 year old and i'm and i'm like Oh well, I am late. <laughs> like I'm late. <laughs> that was and that was the thing with Twitter too. Was when I was just on Twitter, especially in the first year or two, I never posted like a selfie or a picture of me, um, and so no one knew what I looked like for a long time. And then right. when it started getting out, like what I looked like and how young I was, then it just kind of was like, yeah, he's he's the young guy, and then now he's the intern, <laughs> and and now he's the co-host. Now he's the co-host. Jack, Jack, the co-host? Question mark. Yes. Uh, well, I think we've done enough. You know, plugging, talking about content. Let's actually talk about some theme parks. So, <laughs> yeah. Kyle, we ramble. Let's, let's get into America it. parks. American parks versus EU parks. You've got We're a unique interested. experience on this because you've worked at an American park. Mm. Yeah. Um. So th- th- you you're asking me which one which ones I prefer. You know, yeah, just yeah. in general. Some of your favorites from either, or if there's major differences between the two, just um, based on location, all that. Yeah, so um, it's weird. It's weird because I, I don't know in terms of um, the like exact amount of um, U.S. parks versus you know European parks and UK parks that I've been to. I feel like I've been to more U.S. parks than than European <laughs> parks, but. Um, yeah, I can. Um, I can tell. I can tell you that some of some of my favorite memories anywhere have come from, um, you know, U.S. U.S. parks and just being just being able to just being able to get to them and you know see what um, a lot of you guys' parks really focus on. You know, outside outside of you know Universal and stuff. But um, getting getting to go to a lot of Cedar Fair parks, some Six Flags parks, and then obviously the Hershen parks, um, 
I kind of I I kind of just love how there's a there's a bit of everything depending on where you go. Like there's you've got your you've got your really well themed experiences in 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 um the likes of Dollywood and Silver Dollar City, which are two of my favorites. Silver Dollar City is actually my favorite park that I've been to. Um, yeah. It's much better than Dollywood. <laughs> the same. We ain't gonna into, start this here, but we can get into that in a bit. <laughs> 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 and, <laughs> but yeah, I'm um, not gonna say it just because I don't want to add a tick mark for Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like you've you've got your really you've got your really high quality themed experiences, and then you've got your um your parks that you know focus focus on the 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 height and speed of their of their coaster lineups and just how many coasters they have in there and stuff and how those coasters into coasters and like bigger thrill rides really into like interact with each other which make up the aesthetic of the park which which i really like which i really like in in some spots about um six flags and cedar fair park so you've got a nice mix there and what i'm realizing now is that um European parks, they do tend to focus a lot more on the themed experience side of things. They do, we do have um, some parks that sort of resemble Six Flags and Cedar Fair parks and and other smaller independent parks as well. But um, a lot of the a lot of the ones that I imagine you guys hear about, the likes of um, Fantasialand, Europa Park, Disneyland Paris, um, um, F Telling. They're all they're all rooted in their themed their themed experiences yeah. and like that sort of history goes back decade decades and decades. Where I, where I, whereas I feel like the um the US park experience is maybe a bit more rooted in the amusement park side of things. You know, like yeah. the, like how far back Cedar Point's history goes, how far back Knoebel's history goes, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um so it's it's just it's interesting to it's interesting to me to see how the nature of parks on both sides of the Atlantic, uh, both sides of the Atlantic Ocean, just um, they have grown over over the over the over the um, generations. They've they've they sort of originated differently, but you but I I personally see similarities um, in in both of them. I think I think at the moment I'd have to I I have to side with the U.S. parks because um at the at the moment because for one I've I've not there there are a lot of big name European parks that I haven't gotten to, that I still haven't gotten to yet, um, but also just because sort of my sort of history as an enthusiast was sort of birthed in the U.S. Yeah, from um where I w- from the place that I was able to work and finally getting to meet some enthusiast friends and make some really good enthusiast friends that that all happened in the u.s for me so um yeah like a lot of a lot of i i, I do tend to lean that way yeah true i think it's definitely interesting to look at it too like we grow up with the american parks so yeah we i hate to say we get bored with them but we kind of get bored with the right. typical for us i for you're talking about like we the want tear and not parking lot yeah i was gonna say like for us this like culture of theme parks is based largely around like 
a fair like you yeah. go to the fair you ride the ride you eat the food maybe see a show but it's not like heavily themed whereas you go over there and it's this steep tradition of storytelling that europe has yeah. um and that that is and... that's all like um with the with the um creation of disneyland paris um i think it's i think it's a, a case of a lot of parks over like over here wanting to replicate the same kind of experience so then yeah. the um like you said like the storytelling aspect of attractions was really birthed off the back of that a lot of parks over here they had they had attractions i don't want to say just blatantly ripped off disneyland disneyland paris or just disney in general but um they were they you could see a lot of similarities in them so um i th- i think maybe i think maybe general generally parks over here tend to steer away from that now but they still want to de- uh, deliver a very memorable experience a very immersively themed experience and very yeah. very rooted in in storytelling uh, you have no idea how excited i am to actually get to europe and check out some of the stuff over there one thing i am concerned about actually (laughs) i've I've still got some research to do over here as well yeah all i know is that there's going to be a very funny and awkward picture of us at alton towers for the first time because we're just gonna show up at alton towers and lay down in the entrance plaza next to a brick (laughs) yes we we have our twisted travelers brick at the entrance Uh, (laughs) we bought that pre-twisted travelers it's that's that's how long um yeah i'm gonna gonna have to look i'm gonna have to look for that the next time i'm down there (laughs) i will have to i know roughly where it is um harry from Coasterbot found it for me um oh really yeah i reached out to him this was like way back in the day i reached back i reached out to him i was like hey this is a really odd request. I'm an American that has no means of getting to your park, but we bought a brick there. Can you, you not spoken to a... him all of the time? Never. This is the <laughs> only interaction I've ever had with this man. It's just, can you go take a picture of a brick for me? <laughs> that's amazing. That's uh, awesome. That, that, that's going to be fun when we actually get to Europe. But uh, one thing that I've kind of noticed, whether it's listening to Trip Report, seeing on YouTube, a lot of times it seems like when Europeans come to america they will in a way almost expect some of our coasters to be like 10 times better because of how much you hear about them and end up being disappointed and then it can happen the other way around too americans come to europe and it might not be exactly what they were expecting with the theming and the storytelling for certain rides i'm trying to keep my expectations low but that's kind of tough you know so i i I definitely i definitely get that and um there are there are a few um i I mean i I can say i relate to that a little bit um i will i will say i am i'm waiting impatiently to to ride uh voyage at night during um, (laughs) hollywood nights right now right experience (laughs) right now it's uh like that's that's one that's one for me that um I will. I will be completely. I will be completely honest. It's sat right outside my top ten right now. Um, it was. It was an awesome ride when I got to ride it. It wasn't quite the like you know definitively world beating experience I was expecting, but I. I feel like a night ride on that thing during Hollywood nights with a bunch of it with a bunch of other enthusiasts will will fix that in a jiffy. So <laughs> it sounds um, like your thoughts on Voyage are like the same as mine were after my first visit. 
where it's like it's insane but it's not quite as what i was expecting and then i went yeah. back and uh you'll see in the twisted travelers awards that it, it took a pretty good jump <laughs> yeah, yeah i although i i'm very biased because i got like two rides at hollywood nights this year and they were great don't get me wrong but when i went back a couple of weeks ago and just rode the thing all day long <laughs> yeah oh, oh it's like okay good ride it's a good ride during the day too especially when you don't have to wait two hours for it <laughs> <laughs> i feel that it is insane. so yeah i think yeah the expectations i mean for us and going to europe and then you coming over here to get some credits that you haven't gotten the chance to do yet it's like there's a higher expectation like a, like a great example is nemesis oh um, yeah because it, it's one of those rides it's like you we grew up hearing about that ride over here it's so legendary and so they like finally get to ride that thing it's like okay this has got a lot riding on it because you like I knew about Nemesis long before I was an enthusiast. That's how legendary that ride is. Yeah, that's that's another one. Like I hadn't I haven't gotten a chance to ask any of you guys about just how revered Nemesis is over there. And I mean, I mean, I suppose <laughs> you just hit the nail on the head right there. Right, right it is there. easily my most anticipated ride in the UK. Uh, <laughs> so. Oh yeah, by miles. Um, and literally, please, just please. literally, like remember being in like elementary school and watching like things about the UK and Alton Towers would get brought up, and Nemesis was always the thing that yeah. would be brought up about Alton Towers. And like, I'll talk to people that aren't enthusiasts that have no idea about ninety nine percent of roller coasters, and they'll know Nemesis. And they'll know of Nemesis. <laughs> it's. It, I like to think of Nemesis as the equivalent to the Beast um, for the UK and for Europe because the Beast is one of those rides. Good chance you bring up the Beast, someone in the room has heard about it because it's a legendary roller coaster. Yeah, that that I, I hear that. That makes a lot of sense. And um, I yeah, like Nemesis is about as popular just over over here as well. Obviously, with the likes of. Um, with the likes of Smiler opening up, and um, a few, I feel other, like Smiler other might be famous for the wrong reasons nowadays. In a way, perhaps. perhaps. Um, I, I think I think over time it has successfully sort of deviated away from that sort of negative reputation. But um, but yeah, like that 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 is still in the back of a lot of people's minds. I, I won't sit here and lie and say it's not. But um, mm -hmm. but yeah, like um. Nemesis is my personal favorite roller coaster over here. Um, I'd, 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 I will take that question off of I'd... the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> God, I could, God, I could answer that one. Um, nice. Yeah, I, I, I will be honest and, and say that I do have um, a few. Well, I, I do have a couple inverts on your on your side of the pond above it, namely Montu and Alpengeist. Montu being my favorite overall. But um, Don't yeah, bring up like, you guys to Jack. Tower <laughs> supremacy. No. <laughs> How much of that is because you didn't get to ride Alpen guys though? Talon's been my favorite invert since the day I rode it in 2018. Right. Um, Montu was good. It just didn't hit all of the like craziness I expected it to have. Montu yeah. has one week a year where it becomes better than like every other coaster in the world in general. <laughs> other than that, it's still like the best invert. But 
if you get it luck like if you have a lucky day with Montu, you're in for a treat. Yes. Um, yes. and then like the other Banshee, I'm everyone knows I'm not a big fan of Banshee. Mm. Uh and then the rest Weak. of the inverts I've done are just weaker layouts or Batman clones. And then there's over Georgia's Batman clone, which is still over better Georgia. than ninety percent of roller coasters in general. Yep. I I I do I do liken uh over Georgia's uh Batman clone to to Nemesis in terms of the experience, like it's just in terms, in terms, in terms of like, that makes me happy. That, in terms of that fast pace, I don't. I, I, oh, I, yes. I, I want to be. I want to be super careful because I just. I just know that the. Um, just speaking of U.S. enthusiasts in general, there are going to be some of you that go over to, go over to Towers and ride Nemesis and be disappointed by it. Like I, it's, mm-hmm. it's inevitable with how with how like you said like how hyped up it's been for so many years and how revered it is like some of you <laughs> some of you are gonna like your expectations may be yeah. a bit may be a bit higher but just i can i mean i can obviously only only speak from my own personal experience and and um Nem- nemesis just hits it just hits every time for me yeah. <laughs> it's definitely one of the rides in the in the uk or in europe in general that i know I should probably be careful with as far as expectations yeah. because as famous as it is, you, you still have a good portion of people that seem to think Inferno is better and Inferno does not look that great. Yeah. We don't, we don't, as we far don't, as just layout. We don't so. talk about that corner of the UK. <laughs> <laughs> That's no. where like the U S enthusiast, we just peer over and be like, what are the British people up to? Oh, they're having the nemesis versus nemesis <laughs> inferno that. debate. Leave them be. Yeah. <laughs> I tend to do the same, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, no um, a, a, apparently see, I haven't, I haven't actually been to Thought Park since Swarm's opening year in 2012. And all I've like, I seem to have, I've heard from a lot of people that nemesis inferno is getting better with age. So, hmm. um, so that'll be interesting. I'm actually going on. To, I'll actually be at Thought Park next week. Um, oh, nice! For the first time in nine years. But um, yeah, so I'll get to see for myself. See how see how it rides. Right. Uh, well, what else? Um, Jack, did you have any other random questions pop in your head? I mean, or I could def I can ramble about random like uk and europe versus america differences all day long um okay here's yeah. the most random of all questions oh here we go <laughs> who's your football club oh you're I a feel... basketball guy aren't you yeah i'm a basketball Dang guy I, a <laughs> I feel i feel like okay. i feel like i was gonna disappoint you but yeah i don't i don't really follow football that much okay um, that's completely yeah. fair that i was like we have someone from Britain, you, uh, we have to ask about that because oh of course of course what were the, ch- the what NBA were the chances that players or the, teams yeah what what were the chances that the one time you get a brit on the show he doesn't actually follow football <laughs> hey that just tells me that the stereotype is wrong and that we need to improve it so <laughs> but you know yeah i watch way too much ted lasso so all i care about is football right now i respect it I respect. We have fantasy I football say, draft tonight. Most of most of my friends are Manchester football. United fans. And Manchester, okay. Yeah, that club. <laughs> yeah, that 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 one over there. <laughs> Just that one. You may have heard of it. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. I don't know if you might have seen it on ESPN or anything. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't pop up on trending at all. No, nah, never man. heard of it. 
You know, we uh, have our fantasy draft tonight for American football, and I'm going to be racing the clock to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm ready to win. Um, well, anything else, Jack? Any, any other I'm, random questions? Random questions. Uh, nope. Should, nothing, we, should, we, mean, should we get a little bit into it? Silver Dollar City and Dollywood? Oh, gosh. We can. We can. <laughs> we can. <laughs> See, that, I feel that, like I mean, Jack's that... thoughts might have changed a little bit recently. I oh. haven't gone to Dollywood in roughly... Wasn't it like, <laughs> like the beginning of August or something? I remember beginning you... of August. It's been about a month, which is... We're getting close to like the long... We're, we're definitely going to break my longest without going to Dollywood during an operating season streak. Um, like I think the previous, it was a month and a half was about the longest I've gone without going. It's probably going to get close to four months before I go back. <laughs> oh, oh, in fact, okay. Um, not to, not to deviate away from that, but um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested to know aside from, Aside from Nemesis, obviously, um, what are some what are some bucket list European parks on coast for you guys? Then, what are you? Yeah, what are you? Leesburg. Yeah. Um. Energylandia, because we we could go on that. a while on this, mm-hmm. but let's see. So Helix is is still my number one bucket list coaster. It has been for like two years now, and it really still will be. It's yeah, been, it's been longer than that. I know for both of us, Wildfire has been climbing. Uh, yeah. Zadra as well. Yeah, I Zadra think, shot at then, my bucket list after getting on Goliath. Um, yeah. And then Goliath obviously Taran my is mind. there. Taran. In the I can, UK. I can talk to you about Taran. <laughs> in the UK specifically, Nemesis. This one probably is going to get me, you know, yelled at, but Icon. <laughs> oh, I love Icon. Uh, I love Icon. I love Copperhead so much, which is why I want to, like, Icon looks awesome um, because they're very similar rides. I recently came so the to the one... conclusion that Icon, I, I have Icon ranked above Copperhead, personally. Mm, okay. Interesting. So, I don't know, I don't know what that does to your expectations, but they are very similar, I thought. But, um, Icon just, especially at night. Oh my god, that thing is a different beast at night. Um, the lights look so cool when when it's all lit up. Um, it it it, it paces, but like the second half paces so well. I feel like Copperhead's pacing kind of it it it, it doesn't die, but like it sort of just takes you know, its yeah. foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah, after you go through the element that goes through the first loop, I feel like it um dies off a bit but the yeah. first like first half is so strong that's why it like holds on for me it's also just a really fun coaster all around so it's so much fun i just lo- i love the varied forces on that thing and icons the we, exact same dad and i were looking at uh what we're gonna do for fall break this year and i was like let's go we were debating king's island or carowinds it's like carowinds because fury and copperhead are greater than anything at king's island and that's why <laughs> king's dominion is better than king's island i throw five and twisted tenders over anything at king's island see you just unintentionally sided with me i win <sighs> this is my life welcome to my life um 
Okay, here's another. We're gonna we're gonna move on before he gets a chance to gloat more. <laughs> um, Moving swiftly on. Ultimate at Lightwater Valley. If it ever reopens, I'm okay. going to figure out how to get over there and ride it. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I really don't I know. Just... I really don't know what to say about this thing. <laughs> I really want to ride that ride. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so jank and i need it just just for the comedy value of how just how janky it is i get it, it. looks i get it so stupidly fun because of how stupid <laughs> of how it looks stupid it is. that is that is why it's fun it's objectively not a good coaster at all <laughs> Neither like, same like... same as the beast <laughs> i mean <laughs> but yeah like it's just that jank and and just so ridiculous that if it's you're like, on, let's if you're get on, a like, rail company to build a roller coaster two feet off the ground and make it like almost two miles long. Yep. Because oh, and can we? Because you why know, not? <laughs> because why not? And then like, let's not bank these turns enough. <laughs> just let's like, not literally the I first like big speed section in the wood where it just goes like. <laughs> up and down the hills it's like those looks like you're pulling some laterals right there and it looks so bad and it's stupid. just straight laterals and probably reoccurring neck damage in your older years <laughs> like... <laughs> like seriously when they said that that was going sbno and like the future was uncertain i was like oh crap yeah. and i basically like told myself when it reopens it becomes a priority to go ride it. Absolutely. Or if it reopens, yeah. it becomes a priority to go ride it. No, I do get it. Um, I actually, I actually got the chance to work at Lightwater Valley in 2019, which, uh, which first of all, that was, I'm not gonna lie, it was a stark contrast from working at Bush, but, um, but <laughs> I mean, what it did provide for me was the, you know, the opportunity to go ride that thing, um, a bunch more times. I had, I hadn't been back to Lightwater Valley in years, so luckily for me i got to ride it a bunch of times before it um before it eventually went went it went spno obviously um so like it's it, it's future it's future is up in the air but i'm kind of just like well i got to ride it a bunch of times a couple of years yeah. ago, i don't really don't really care that much <laughs> but um it, it i have to i have to talk about the um the history of 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 that ride though like it it would it would be objectively speaking it would be super sad if if they don't manage to get it back open because it it does mean so much to that park first of all and then just i suppose um just the the um the coaster scope of the uk in general like regardless regardless of how you know like not great it is you know, it it means a lot to a lot of people. So, um, yeah, yeah, it it would be nice to see it open again for sure. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a, it's such a unique thing. It's like it's really like the beast. It's like there's nothing else like it. The only roller coaster you really can compare it to is the beast, and even they're entirely different rides. And it just looks like someone drew a line through the woods and said that'll work. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that ride. I forgot that that ride existed until you just brought it up. Honestly, it's one of those. Things, it's again one of those random rides that I've always had this weird fascination with. Um, and it's like, yeah, I got, I want to ride that eventually. 
and COVID definitely impacted me originally getting to ride it last year like i had planned on for a long time and then now it's will i ever get to ride it sad yeah uh, but um yeah so to get kind of back on track as far as uk <laughs> rides i would say that nemesis and icon are the two bucket list coasters over there for me and the alton towers is definitely the park Smiler um, also intrigues me kinda. just because I want to know like how you don't get sick going upside down 14 times in that short amount of time with those huge. Oh, you just got to build restraints. up the stamina for it. <laughs> like, um, it's 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 funny because um, Nemesis and Smiler are ranked pretty much on top of each other for me. Um, they both are uh, 19 and 20 in my top 20. Um, and I, I, at, f- at first, I really didn't um, think Smiler was that great. Like, like I, I rode it and it was just like, it, it was all it, like, it was all right. But then um, getting getting back to riding it again, it to be honest, it was it was kind of like your reception of El Toro, like the first time you rode that, and then you know getting back to it and, and then, but oh, that's what it can do. Okay, all right. <laughs> it was kind of the same with me for Smiler um but yeah that 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 thing's that thing's incredible it's it's just it's just rapid fire and i mean yeah like it the inversion the inversions on that thing they do kind of just especially in the second half they just punch you over and over again so like i i personally don't have any problems um just you know getting multiple rides on that thing but i can definitely see how um it might be a bit much for people I think something with Smiler that I'm like would love to do and just am looking forward to if I get to do it. When Bryant eventually gets to go to the UK, I want to ride with him the first time because he absolutely hates inversions. Like he despises inverts. He thinks the Smiler looks like a torture device. I want to ride with him his first time on. Yeah, he's got this weird rule where anything over four inversions is like unnecessary. And there's 10 more of them. So I'm very interested to see like what he thinks of that ride. Yeah. Well, I think we're just going to close it out with the last few questions for you. And, uh, you know, they're the same two questions we ask everybody. Favorite coaster and favorite park overall. Um, I think Jack, I think Jack knows this. Uh, my favorite coaster is Lightning Rod. Although I feel like I should specify 2019 Lightning <laughs> Lightning Rod. Uh, um, me deciding if I wanted to go hiking or go to Dollywood yesterday. Is Lightning Rod open? Nope, we're going hiking. <laughs> I, I I I I totally get it. Me personally, I probably would have gone and just lapped Thunderhead, but yeah, (laughs) the Thunderhead draw was like enticing, but so was the hike. So, and I've ridden Thunderhead like four hundred times. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah, Lightning Ride is my favorite coaster as of um as of right now. Um, that thing was just. And an and out of body experience when I when I got to ride that um, to the to the point where like I, I feel like I got insanely lucky with it. I um I, I went to Dollywood in August of 2019 and um got. To... Oh, you rode it during the trimless period in 2019 too. 
yeah yeah oh like so i got like 10 rides on it over um over the course of two days and yeah it seems it seems like i got it right at its you know peak outside of 2016 right before Mm -hmm. right before something happened to it um i can't remember i can't remember what that was um um, so like the brief summary is over that summer they decided hey let's run it a little bit faster and see how it can handle it and so they turned some of the trims back off and they let the launch go back to closer to full power and they just botched they started tearing the thing up again and so we rode it on the last day they ran it um <laughs> that year and then very next day it went down it was down for like two and a half weeks <laughs> oh god um and then it's continued to be a problematic pain in my butt for eternity yep. all yep. of its life it basically has said how can i make jack mad today <laughs> and at least half of the rest of the coast community um, yeah <laughs> but yeah no i yeah got insanely lucky to get to get on that right right at the sweet spot <laughs> and um yeah been uh dethroned fury 325 as my favorite as my favorite coaster um and it's been been that way ever since i've i've, I've not done a single coaster that, that 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 is like that since and at the, at the time I'd, ne- I'd never experienced pacing quite like that um the only the only thing that i um I've I've been saying to myself like the only, co- the, like one of the only coasters that I think can match its pacing that could possibly match its pacing and possibly beat it is Zadra, and like that's <clears throat> that's right up there for my bucket list coasters as well, just like it is yours. Um, but yeah, that's that's yeah that's lightning rod for me. Um, my favorite park, as I mentioned um, earlier, is Silver Dollar City. Um, it's like like no like nowhere i've ever been um it's funny because like when i went there i didn't even have a full day there like i i we got we got there late it was part of a road trip that me and a friend were doing on that on that same trip that took me to dollywood as well and um we got we got there around noon and met up met up with um a friend of a friend who worked there and we um, went to go see the Dolly Parton Stampede dinner show in the evening. So we kind of left a little bit early to go do that dinner show, which was hilarious. Um, so like, I, I don't even feel like I've had as 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 incredible as the time I had as uh, at Silver Dollar City. I don't really feel like I've had a full experience of it yet, and it's still my favorite part that I've been to. Yeah, it's something else that park is special and when we went for so the first special. time we went for the first time last summer and we were looking at it's like this park is one that everyone raves about everyone talks about this place could you do it in a day yes do we want to know and so we said screw it we're gonna do multiple days at silver dollar city and i still do i don't regret it at all because the ride collection is phenomenal and it's basically what i love about it is it's craftsman's valley which is my favorite part of dollywood yeah but it's yeah. the entire park the entire park yeah i, don't I just i just love the possible to be dethroned honestly at this point so yeah. i'm okay so like i'm split because like 
It's a three. It's like a three-way tie. It's Islands, Knots, and Silver Dollar City are my three favorite parks, and they all have this own thing that like makes me love them more. And so it's like, which one do I feel like claiming as my favorite park today? Yeah. <laughs> I um as as soon as as soon as I get over, get back over to Islands, it's probably so my top my top three parks at the moment are uh Silver Dollar City, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg, and Dollywood um as uh, i i feel like as soon as i get back to islands and experience velocicoaster islands is probably just going to infiltrate that top three to what degree i don't know but um but it's definitely it's definitely going to be in there but um mm-hmm. like with with silver dollar city i've just i've i've never seen a park continue its theme so comprehensively and so consistently throughout the entire park like it's literally, it's literally, I will preface that by saying like, I've not been, I've, my Disney experience is very minimal. Like it's really minimal. I've, I've, I've been to, a, I've been to a few of the Disney parks, but not many, but same um, here. So you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, yeah, just the fact that it's all themed to that 1800s Missouri town and the fact that it feels like. It doesn't feel like a theme park. It just feels like a town that happens to have some rides in it. And yep. I, just, I, just, I just, I love that about it. I love um, parks. I love forested parks and parks that have a lot of foliage. And it seems like like a, a solid the whole 90% place is covered. The whole place, at least a solid 90% of 95% of that park is just covered. It's covered in trees. Just some of the most otherworldly views in that place. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, like the next the, the next time I go there, I will be I will be spending three days there, ideally at the very minimum two, at the very minimum two. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. Uh, that, the that big thing experience. Yeah, the only thing that Dollywood's really got over Silver Dollar City is we've got the better mountains. That's just a fact. <laughs> To, to be yeah I, <laughs> so we we got to we got to um drive through the the uh the smoky mountains on the way to dollywood and i i've i've never seen mountains like that before so <laughs> oh it's they are they are something else to behold we've so we've done a lot of hiking this weekend and we went down to the part of the smokies that most tourists don't get to um we went down to uh, the Fontana region, which is on the North Carolina side, and it's like just barren country for as far as the eye can see. It's amazing, yeah. and they're not my favorite mountain range. I've seen the Rockies, I've been in the Sierras, I've been in the Swiss Alps, but the Smokies are something else, especially when you compare them to the Ozarks, which are nothing more than rolling hills, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, well, I I I will say I do I do think I prefer Silver Dollar City's placement within the mountains a little bit over Dollywood's because like um you know the, I I I kind of put it down to just the like what I could what I could see when I was walking through the um the car park to Silver Dollar City to the entrance versus walking through Dollywood's car park to its entrance and. Yeah. Uh, just be, just being able to it feeling feeling like you're on the top of the mountains and just being able to see you know just outward to what feels like everywhere that was a bit more impactful to me 
than um you know just the experience of walking through um yeah. dollywood's car park but both both are incredible both are, oh yeah both are they, beautiful and you definitely just hit the nail on the head they built dollywood in the valley they built silver dollar city on top of the mountain so it yeah. gives you two different experiences um and that's just that's with how the ozarks are versus how the smokies are because the smokies are a much bigger mountain range whereas the ozarks are I think the, a third of the height of the Smokies at their highest. Um, Perhaps, yeah. And then the Smokies are only like half of the height of the Rockies and a third of the height of Sierras. So they're still small in the U.S. <laughs> if you start looking elsewhere, but they're very, very impressive mountains. And I think we could go on about Dollywood and Silver Dollar City all day because they are both miles ahead of pretty much every American park. <laughs> um. I, st- I still have to, obviously, we won't go too far into what's going on with, you know, SeaWorld Entertainment, but, um, but um, like, Bush Garden, Bush Gardens <laughs> Williamsburg is definitely, I, I guess, I, trying to put my bias aside as much as possible, you know, given I've worked there for two summers and stuff, but um, that, that park is just so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um some of the, some of the best views that I've ever seen in a park are up are up Bush Gardens Williamsburg, and I just and you know we talk about the consistency of um, Silver Dollar City's theming. I love how consistent uh, Bush's theming is as well with its you know with its countries, its European its European countries and stuff. Yeah, they also My... do a good job of making them authentic, which is nice. Yeah. My hope is that SeaWorld's trending back upwards to the point like where it was in 2017, 2018, as far as management, when you could go and you would be sure to have just a fantastic day. If they can get back to that point, then I can easily see how Williamsburg yeah. would be a top five park in the country. I mean, Tampa was up there, but we'll see. Announcing ride openings is a good thing. <laughs> I think that's a start. Um, and, but ac- yeah. and, ac- and accommodating f- and, um, you know, making up for, you know, Yes, you have no idea how grateful I am that they're actually giving us ERT. That was far more than I was expecting from them, dude. Yeah, but yeah, um, I'm glad for you guys. (laughs) Yeah, I'm basically (laughs) refusing to go back to a SeaWorld park until they open their rides. Uh, I mean, (laughs) I'm doing the same, but the ERT is a huge step. Like that, that will be the next time I step foot in a SeaWorld park is when I go to get my ERT on Quasi. Um, but yeah, you go ride Dino Boy. That's right. That's what I'll do. So, Mikhail, thank you so much for coming on, sir. Do you want to plug all your stuff before we close this out? Yeah, I can do. So, um, like like we mentioned before, um, my Instagram is Visions by Mikhail. Um, you follow me on follow me on there. Um, got um, all all the um, the finished pieces of artwork that I've done up up until this point and then some photography as well i've been getting i've really enjoyed getting into photography this year um i'll always always have it's a blast. addicting it is very addicting <laughs> it's really addicting <laughs> taking a ton of pictures over a black uh, at blackpool pleasure beach just this this past this past weekend and i can't wait I, to see them all yeah i can i can i can definitely show you some of the best ones that i've that i've that i've got and i've spent um pretty much like pretty much all of this afternoon just sifting through them and editing them and stuff but um yeah like um yeah uh, visions by mccall on instagram you can follow me on twitter 
um, which is Mickey03. That's spelled M-I-K-H-I-0-3. Um, yeah, just, just chat to me on there. Those are, those are my main two platforms of where I'm at, really. Um, Got yeah. you. And then all those links will be in the description as well as uh, the Chain Dogs. We'll put the link for that in the description as well. Yep. Y'all um, are allowed to listen to other podcasts, so... <laughs> Just not TDR. That's the only one. Just not uh, them. If you do listen to them, like send them something that says, like, tell them we sent you their way just so they can be like, wait, didn't you copy our show? Because we kind of did. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, follow us on Twitter at Twisted Traveler, but the R at the end is a one. Follow us on Instagram at Twisted underscore Travelers. You can follow me on Instagram at Twisted Travelers, Chris and Jack at thrilling moment on twitter and instagram for all of the roller coaster goodness and hot takes galore that's right follow brian allison's book all that stuff everything's in the description discord patreon thank you for listening and we will see hey, you next hey. week hey and next week you're getting an exclusive review of this is how we roll i'm just saying you're getting a review of it next week we got some stuff in the in the works but yeah thank you all for listening <laughs> we will see you next week mikhail thank you for joining us Thank you guys for thank you guys for having me. It's been awesome. Loved it. We got you. You're welcome back anytime. Just shoot us a message. Will do. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Twisted Travelers Podcast.